Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? I fuck with what y'all got going on and what y'all represent. You know what I'm saying? We want people to leave greater than they came. We want people to leave with an aha moment. Because black people don't like going to therapy. Right. Y'all made therapy cool. Yeah. And you got an elder on social media talking about relationships. Like, that's not something we see all the time in it. The concept of it, you know what I'm saying, basically address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got. Toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma. And it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of scrolling. If I can go to Shade Room, I can go to Full Circle TV. You know everything come full circle. I just so love watch it come full circle. And I can never let that bad vibes inside my circle, no. Hey fam, welcome back to season two of Relationship Goals, the podcast, where our goal is to encourage our listeners to do the work, have those hard conversations, and cultivate healthier relationships. In season two, we're going to meet four couples. These four couples are navigating through life as parents, entrepreneurs, and even blended families. This week, we're going to sit down with the Evans, Ewings, Copanines, and Vasquez as they tell us how their relationship got started. Let's jump right into the episode. Well, I don't remember where it was, but I remember turning you down. Wow. So, you don't even got a story to tell. <laughs> we got the magic happening. Got a feeling it's great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Everything that we need, everything that we beg, girl, the magic's happening. And the feeling is great, and this feeling is great, girl, the magic happening, happening, it's happening, yeah. I, I shot my shot on AOL Instant Messenger back when we had the, um, with the, the dial-up, hey. the dial-up internet, AOL Instant Messenger, uh, I think it was like... What, freshman year? Yeah, freshman year of high school. And I asked her out. I asked her to be my girlfriend, and she was like, no, I can't. Or I, I think I told him that I didn't like him, but I did, but I was 15, and my parents were like, you can't date until you're 16. So I, I lied, and I said, I don't like you, so no, we can't date. I don't remember that part of the story <laughs> at all. <laughs> not, not at all. I remember a no. But I can't. Yeah. But I don't remember that. I don't like you. Those those yeah. don't pick up in my memory ever. So that was like the, what was that? The fall of our freshman year in high school. Um, and then we were friends. So we kicked it. Um, he was around um, for months. But then when I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm still 15. I'm ready to date. So <laughs> we officially started dating in March of 20 what's that we were freshmen in high school that's too much math she's not good with basic 2004 yes so uh march 14th i remember how you do it i said i'm ready to be your girlfriend how you say it how (laughs) you say it i sent you a note yeah she wrote me i wrote wrote a note note. yes i did before track practice i remember because it was the first day of track practice and i was getting ready to go to practice and then she slid me the note (laughs) I bust it open, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I open it up, and um, 
Yeah, so I'm ready, I'm, ready, I'm ready to be your girlfriend. Yes. And I planned it um, with the date March 14th. I'm like, it's the month after Valentine's Day. It's easy to remember. So I'm like, February 14th, March 14th, boom, that's our anniversary. So It was actually a bet between me and my girls at work. They were all older than me, but for some reason, everybody had a crush on him because he had long hair and he worked in valet. They wore these little, little shorts, like unnecessarily little, like, and he used to pull them even higher because he like, he, for some reason, he wanted the attention. So I'm like, ah, they like, they like, they, they gonna get him. And I'm like, y'all, I bet I can get him. This is just like so simple. This is like a slam dunk. Like, you know, I'm, I'm about to bag that, like. So um, I seen him one day, because uh, at our job they used to feed us lunch, so we was in the lunchroom, and I walked up to him and was like, why your shorts gotta be so little? And after that, it was a bag. I was in the eighth grade, and this was my mom used to, she used to work real late, um, and I had to go to this like after school program. And at the time, Annika, boyfriend, was my counselor. Yeah, <laughs> he was my counselor. So at the time, you know, he took me in as a little little brother. I took him as a big brother. And he would take me to Bucks games. He would take me to the store, corner stores and all that. Yeah, this that. is crazy. I forgot about and, that. And um, one day he brought up, Annika, this one, Annika used to go to King. This was her last year at King. So she was a senior. I was in the eighth grade. He knew I was going to King next year. And he was like, oh, I got a, I got a girlfriend. She goes to King. She's a cheerleader. She's a senior. So he showed me her senior picture. That was junior year picture. Yeah, junior year picture. Yeah, it was a week. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> and he's like, you looking too, you looking too hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, so I'm gonna take your girl. You know what I'm saying? So I'm <laughs> he looking at me like this little dude funny. And I'm dead serious, like, bro, I'm gonna take your girl, bro. Years flew by. I went to King. She graduated. I used to yeah. see her and. We used to, you know, we used to say hi or whatever, but she would always give me this little hug, though. You like that? You know what I'm saying? Hug. Yeah, I love that hug, <laughs> But the hug kind of missed her, and my my guys was like, dog, who is that? You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh, she, woo-woo. I ain't really going into detail, because I ain't know I was feeling her like that. But that's pretty much what, what it was. And then, like, the last time I seen her at Note, I'm telling my guys, like, bro, I got to shoot my shot. Like, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the next day, that's when she said I wrote her on Facebook, mm -hmm. wrote and her this little it. message, told her, I forgot what, what I said. I was like, <laughs> I said it. I'm like, so you just was you like, go? I don't do, you, I don't yeah, I'm like, verbatim. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but I'm you like, gave me your number. Yeah, so I gave you my number, and then that's, that's pretty much, we've been talking ever since. We was on a school field trip. I was, uh, I was chaperoning and leading the field trip, and uh, one of the children that would act naughty at times, which is her nephew. She had to chaperone on the trip and I told him he couldn't go, but he begged me to go and I'm like, you could come and I thought his mom was gonna come with him, but his mom didn't show up, his aunt did. And you know, I'm watching her the whole time we on the trip, I'm talking to the kids, but you know, just maneuvering. And by the end of the day, I was just like, man, you know, I had to see what was up with her. So we was played it slow. You know, she added me on Facebook and we was cool. And I didn't talk to her for months. I don't mean to interrupt, but you forgot a part. At the end of the field trip, you took all the chaperones to Popeye's. Right. And he let me ride in the front seat. And all the other girls was looking at me like, who is this? Man, <laughs> listen. That's because I, I told you I had to let you know, like, hold up. You got to come yeah. with me on this time. Yeah, I yeah. To, I did try to put the I had to set it out for everybody. So we they were had to sit cool. in the back. I was in the front. 
Why would you? I felt like when I can't tell anime, when she, when she came to the front, y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I shot my shot on Facebook. It was Halloween night. I sent her an inbox like, hey, how you doing? You look nice. Did you move? She was like, no, I didn't move. I was like, oh, that's good. What you doing? She was like, nothing. I was like, well, you want to go to a haunted house? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, I'll be there within an hour. I'll come pick you up. And we've been inseparable ever since that night. Our first date was <laughs> to the movies. Yeah. So we went to see, I believe it was Mr. and Mrs. Smith yeah. um, to Northtown. Northtown Movie Theater. How we get there? Moms. Yeah. Well, we Mom. got dropped off. We, yep. we got dropped off by separate parties, actually. My mom dropped me off, and her parents dropped her off. We met at the movies. Mm-hmm. And my mom, <laughs> my mom would come in with her debit card <laughs> and swipe for us to get in. <laughs> that's crazy. Yep. Yep, that, that's what happened. Every week. Every week we would go to the movies, and my mom would come in and swipe. And pay. And yeah. then we get picked up and go our go our separate, separate ways. The first time I realized I was attracted to it, man, it was actually the summer after eighth grade. So I'm super young. What, 14, 13, something like that. Um, when I first met Amanda in the sixth grade, she was just, she was a good buddy. She was a, <laughs> she was a friend. She, she, her t- she had some, she had some, some oral issues. <laughs> Teeth was coming out. She couldn't really close her mouth good, but. She was she was cool. She was cool. She had uh, some pretty thick glasses on her too. <laughs> but okay, after after middle school, like directly after middle school, she got her, she was getting her hair straightened and she got braces. Came up. That was the thing. She got braces. So I seen her at a at a birthday party and um definitely double did a double take like man, they got braces. She kind of looking good. <laughs> so uh, freshman year, that's when I realized, like, I really liked her because I was just always around her. We were always around each other. And I, I used to try to avoid her on purpose, like, before school started. And, uh, yeah, we was just always around each other. I wasn't really looking for anything. Actually, I was told not to get a girlfriend when I got to high school. And that was the first thing I did. So <laughs> it was divine, if you ask me. So for myself... Um I was never allowed to date. So I got to see everybody else have their relationships and what they didn't like. And I'm like, well, I don't want anything that y'all didn't like. So I'm learning from my friends who were able to date. Um, and something that my dad always told me when I did, he was like, when you turn 16, when you're allowed to date, date with intention. Don't date anyone that you wouldn't want to marry. So at the age of 15, 16, I was already in that mindset to um, whoever I date. I'm not looking to just be wasting my time. So he had pers- he had personality that I loved, um, characteristics that I'm like, okay, I can see myself being with this person not just for three months or six months. Um, and what was really big when we first started dating was we both attended the same church and we attended the same church, but he wasn't active. So my dad, he was like, if he wants to date you, we need to see him at church. Um, so that was really big. He was coming to church every Sunday. Yeah, I was like, all right, whatever I got to do. So I was going to church every Sunday, told my mom, we got we to gotta make sure we're going to church every Sunday. So, yeah, I was going in, yeah. making sure I say hey every time. 
So that effort into like changing your routine for someone, it was huge. And it was like, we in there. <laughs> and, and, and that's how we officially started dating movies, going to church. And that was it. Yeah. 16 years old, committed relationship. When me and Louis met, I was only 18. Yeah, he was 20. So honestly, we were look, what I was looking for was just somebody to replace what I currently had. Like I had got cheated on. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna one up you, my nigga. Like you got me messed up. So I went and found somebody cute, fine, with long hair that everybody else wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, sure, like I said, Potawatomi was like high school. So I was looking for like the, I guess like the cheerleader. Um, so I ended up finding like I, who I felt like was the top uh, and going after her. So I, I mean, like you said, we 20 years old. We weren't looking for nothing really serious. I yeah. think we were just looking for somebody to have fun with. Um, we wasn't yeah, expecting really, to still be sitting on this couch yeah, this no, many no, years no, later. Couch, yeah. yeah. This, was, this was supposed to be a, a kind of like a fun thing and it just kind of never stopped. I wanted someone, not saying like, like my dad, but I felt um, that was going to take care of me. Um, you know, like my first boyfriend, you know, we was cool, whatever. Like it wasn't like a bad thing with that. But after that, I did have, um, a relationship that was just, I felt like Talk I wasn't taken care of. And like, I always had to do this. Everything was on me. You know, I kind of felt like I was being taken advantage of. So, um, I say definitely someone that I knew to take care of me, I felt like secure. You know, they, you know how you're, people with their dads or man figures, especially their daughters, um, they have a, you know, they feel a certain type of way of taking care of their kid. Um, so I just really look for that. And like, you know, feeling protected um, and just someone like I could be me because I can be very corny. <laughs> I can be very silly. Um, and just someone that could just, like I said, vibing out for me is like a thing. Like I have to have like this, it's like a vibe. Um, and that's just what I felt with him. I was like, yeah, you know, he helped me out um, when I, you know, at the time when I couldn't for myself. Um, he's very protective. Um, and you know, we just, when we when we in our mode and we vibing out, it's, it's that's what it is. Like, it's like euphoria. You know, like joy. So, yeah, I would say that was the main thing that I definitely was looking for. And, of course, you know, respectful, you know, a gentleman, those type of things. But for, like, the underlying, like, really felt like I was being taken care of. I didn't want to feel like I had to do it on my own. I would say what I was looking for was someone that was all about me. Someone that wanted to spend time with me, that had the same interests as me, and that pretty much was not always busy, basically. Pretty much all about me. So when I met Maurice, like, we instantly clicked. Like, we had the same interests, we liked the same things, and we just, like, had a vibe. Like, before we got like this, we was friends before anything, and I think that's why we're so close, because, like, this is my best friend. So we know we can talk and we can, we can pretty much talk about anything, like literally anything, and we, we work through it. We get through it. So I would say that's what I was looking for, and I found that in Maurice. Um, one of the biggest things I was looking for 
um, just in a spouse and just, just overall just looking for and someone that I found in Jackie was just someone I felt like I can be myself with. Um, I think the biggest thing I told her was that I felt like no matter what, I felt like I could relate to her and just talk to her and like and just really be open and upfront and honest with her. Um, and that's something that I think ultimately made me feel very close to her. Um, that I was just really looking for someone I could really just open up and you know, when you're younger, you know, you tend to be very secretive about certain things in your lifestyle and just really walking in whatever your truth may be about yourself. And I felt like when I met her, um, I found a person that I can walk through life and I can just be completely honest about whatever transition I was going through or wherever I was envisioning myself going through. She, I felt like she had showed characteristics to let me know that she was going to always have my back. For me, my dad and all the, the older people around me told me, do not get a girlfriend when you get to high school. Whatever you do, don't do that. You want to be focused on your sports and school and keep, you know, keep that focus. Don't, you know, spend your time trying to find a girlfriend. And it was already in the process because it, it was the summer before I got to high school. <laughs> I already had my eye on her and um, the rest, like I said, is, it was just completely divine. And from there, when we first started dating um really still to this day uh it was my father-in-law that showed me uh, a different side of being in a relationship he didn't even have to tell me anything he just do what he do every day and the biggest thing that i can say about him that influenced me is his extreme level of patience yeah. i don't know another any other more patient man than than him and so um, being with her is a blessing because I inherited such great um, in-laws. Uh, my father-in-law is definitely a plus father figure for me. So um, he, in a, he, in a sense, taught me how to treat his own daughter. My mom is more verbal than my dad. My dad is, he will sit back, watch, chill. He don't say too much. He don't say nothing. <laughs> I mean, he talks to me. I mean, he talks, he talks to people. But anywho, um... You know, but he did everything by action. So I saw how um, he took care of everything. Like he just, he, he was a man's man. He cut the grass, you know, he fixed the cars. If some break, he fixed it. Um, you know, he just knew these things. And I'm like, how do you know this? You know, right. so what I took from that was like, not only just because it's the man doing it, but like, I want to know how to do it too. My mama wasn't the one <laughs> that she like could fix them. Like my daddy be like, here, come here, let me show you how to do this. Because I know your mama not gonna understand. She not gonna. <laughs> so I took that from him. Um, just, I guess the looking for like independence. But then, and then like my mom just, you know, she's more verbal. Like I said, she'll be like, you know, don't let nobody walk over you. Um, stand up for yourself. Cause sometimes I can be a bit, um, reserved and maybe I should react a little bit more that's him like he more like ah, he'll pop off in a minute but you know um she and my mom's a little more of a firecracker than I am I'm more like my dad so I I definitely got that just standing up for yourself um but then like also looking for somebody that's not gonna walk over you look for someone that's gonna take care of you um and it's still equal what I will say, my mom always like taught me to make sure that you know my my money was right, <coughs> um, to make sure that uh, the woman was 
you know, didn't need me, you know, that way it'll work itself out. So, um, it's just, I've just learned from just, you know, being in a household with two different women and just seeing what they went through with their situations as far as, you know, mates or whatever. So, and that's how I kind of like learned and took my own way of seeing that and ran with it. What I love about Harry is that he is very quick and witty and hilarious. Like, even in moments that I don't want him to be, he is probably the funniest person that I know. So that is something that I absolutely love. For me, I would say um, the biggest thing I love about Amanda is her ability to hold me accountable for everything in life. She literally pulls the best out of me and sometimes it's not the greatest of conversations uh, being had, but she talk about somebody who's going to keep it real with you. She going to keep it real with me. Even sometimes I, f I try to figure out like, would she want me to tell her just like, you know, the same way? Probably not, but you know, I'm all right. I can, I can handle it for the most part. But I mean, at this point in our lives, I mean, we have uh, an uncomfortable conversation every single week and it's just her holding me accountable for the things that i want to do in life and that we want to see happen for the both of us and our kids and our household um i'm the type of person that overthinks everything and i have great ideas and all that type of stuff but she helps me to um piece those things out and uh, take small sets take small steps at a time to get to the ultimate goal and not only just mapping that stuff out, but holding me accountable for them all the time. Um, for me, I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, I think, consistent for the whole time. I just like her hustle. Uh, I love her hustle. Um, and the way she grind, you know what I'm saying? It's not, I never wanted to, uh, I guess, a woman that wanted to be like a kept woman. And she's definitely not that. Like, she is really, uh, you know, somebody who hustles. She want to go get it for herself. Uh, and it's, it's an admirable trait, so. That was definitely it. Um, one of my one of my things that I love most about Lewis is the way he is a provider for his family. Um, Lewis is going to put everything for himself to the side to make sure me and the kids are always okay, whether no matter what we're going through at the time, um, financially, emotionally, he's gonna always make sure we're good. I feel protected. Um, from all rims of our relationship when it comes to Lewis. Honestly, Marius is a people person. I love that. I love how I can bring him anywhere and we can just vibe with people. You know, like my last relationship, you know how some people just always just sitting in the corner, but Marius bring that other side out of me. I feel like I always have somebody that'll always have my back. And I think that that's one thing that I cherish about her more than anything else. I don't care whatever term we own, I feel like whatever whatever could be happening to me, I feel like my world is all right as long as I have her by my side. So that's something that I just I just love about her, you know. That I love her so, you know, if that if that means anything else. So that's what I appreciate most about her. I value that. My mama told him when she first seen him, because I guess because his hair was long and he was driving a Cadillac, she was like, I just want to let you know, ain't no, I'm the only pimp around this motherfucker. Ain't no other pimps. So don't be coming around here trying to pimp my daughter. And then my nieces, when he came down the stairs, my niece is like, 
you trying to date Jesus, bro? Like, that's what you want? Like, we, so this is what we going with? So my family was very blunt and um, very rude. And it took, it, it didn't take long they wasn't it messing with him at all. Relationship Goals, the podcast is a full circle television production recorded in Everyday Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our audio engineer is Dooch, and our executive producers are Marcus and Kayla Lewis-Adlin. Our production assistant is G, and music is by J.R. Simulton. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's so much more to see on FullCircleTelevision.com. Log on to experience Relationship Goals, the series, in a whole new way. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Television.